0: Hungry for change in your life? Feed your ambition with Board Bia Talent Academy's Insights and Innovation programme. Get some incredible food for thought with a fully funded master's from DCU Business School. Learn from world-class innovators with placements in Irish food, drink and horticulture companies. And do it all while bringing home the bacon with a generous monthly bursary. Sound like your cup of tea? Nourish your career prospects by visiting boardbia.ie forward slash talent academy. Applications closing soon. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby Podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. I'm, I'm conscious I don't want to climb too hard into this Irish team. They've had a bad day out and it still took the last kick of the game and a pretty poorly managed last two minutes to beat them. So it's the same thing as the New Zealand game, but I think you know you'd be, you would be a little bit concerned about in the big ones, what, what are they thinking? Are, are you know What's the kind of introspection like this week? And I think, by the way, uh, if that meeting was pretty tough on the players... I think the coaching staff will need to have a real look at themselves as well. Every week on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Indo Daily. Today, we bring you an episode from the Irish Independence Big Tech Show. Last Friday, Elon Musk dropped this bombshell. Twitter deal temporarily on hold, pending details supporting calculation that spam fake accounts do indeed represent less than 5% of users. Now, what's going on here? Does Elon Musk, conqueror of low orbit space, pioneer of the electric car, the nearest thing we have to a real life Iron Man, actually intend to buy Twitter or not? Is he really being put off? by a few spam bots. The defeat of which was one of the reasons he said he wanted to buy the platform in the first place. Is he trying to back out because of the tech stock crash? Because he doesn't have the money? Having already signed a contract, legally can he back out? Or does he still want the company, but he's just trying to lower the price? I'm Adrian Weckler, tech editor of the Irish Sunday Independent. And here's a basic explainer about what's going on and what to expect next. Let's start with a question that Musk himself has put front and center as a reason to potentially cancel this takeover. spam bots. This is how Musk himself put it into context earlier this week in a real softball podcast interview with the well-known tech investor Jason Calacanis. Calacanis asked him, is this Twitter deal going to get closed, do you think, or what are the chances? to which Musk replied, it really depends on a lot of factors here. I'm still waiting for some sort of logical explanation for the number of fake or spam accounts on Twitter, and Twitter is refusing to tell us. So this just seems like a strange thing. To which he was asked, well, are they refusing to tell you or is it that they don't really know because there's a good chance they may have no idea? Elon replied, well, they claim that they do know and they claim that they have this complex methodology that only they can understand. But it's a material adverse misstatement if they in fact have been vociferously claiming less than 5% of fake or spam accounts. But in fact, it might be four or five times that number or perhaps 10 times that number. If that's the case, that would be a big deal. Making the Twitter offer, I was obviously reliant upon the truth and accuracy of their public filings. And if those filings are not accurate, you can't pay the same price for something that is much worse than they claimed. Then Calacanis asked him, well, they say, Elon, that life is a negotiation. So at a different price, maybe it is a totally viable deal. And Elon replied, it's not out of the question. But the more questions I ask, the more my concerns are growing. At the end of the day, It has to be fixable within a reasonable time frame and without revenues collapsing along the way and all that sort of stuff. He said, I really need to see how these things are being calculated and it can't be some deep mystery that's more complex than the human soul. Now taking a step back, there are a few questions here. I mean, let's get back to basics. First, are there more than 5% of Twitter's accounts that are spam bots? Second, even if there are, why would Musk care? And third, would it give Musk a valid excuse to back out of the deal or renegotiate it if he could show that more than 5% of Twitter's accounts were in fact spam bots? Well, on the number of spam bots, there's almost no data at all to back up what Musk is saying. Again, this is what he told. Jason Calacanis in the podcast, he said, anyone who uses Twitter is well aware that the comment threads are full of spam, scams, and a lot of fake accounts. It seems beyond reasonable for Twitter to claim that the number of real unique humans that you see making comments on a daily basis on Twitter is above 95%. That's what their Twitter are claiming. Does anyone have that experience? He asks, really? Before concluding, there's a bridge I'd like to sell you. You can buy the Brooklyn Bridge. So Musk is clearly saying that he doesn't believe Twitter. Twitter is kind of pulling these figures out of its backside. But actually, Musk almost certainly knows that he's being disingenuous here. And I'll get to that in a moment. What, though, about the, the recent New York Post headline claiming that as much as one in four of Musk's own followers are spam accounts? Well, this is a good example of a very misleading story. It's based on a newly published piece of independent research from Twitter tool companies SparkToro and FollowerWonk, which actually backs Twitter's own 5% figure up. So where did he get the one in four? Well, Musk, with his 95 million Twitter followers, gets a much, much higher percentage of spam account interaction. I mean, up to 25%, according to that SparkToro follower wonk research, than the vast majority of those using Twitter. And that is completely normal for any giant user on most social media platforms. It doesn't actually skew or contradict Twitter's overall 5% statistic, because that statistic includes non-tweeting active accounts, which to you and me would probably be known as lurkers. Musk knows this. In fact, Twitter's 5% estimate has been almost the same for the last eight years. I mean, Musk knew this all along. He knew it when he signed the contract to buy Twitter, never took any effort or made any moves to try and verify that figure before signing the contract. And even if he was concerned, remember that banishing spam bots was literally one of the reasons he originally said that he wanted to buy Twitter. So at this point, I think we should call a spade a spade. Musk is lying. He's being openly disingenuous about the reason he's trying to back out of the deal he signed. His Tesla stock has crashed by 30% since he signed the deal. He was relying on that stock to fund a huge portion, $27 billion worth of that $44 billion deal. He's trying to find a way out. You know it. I know it. Everyone who's looking at this deal knows it. Even still, perhaps even if he's acting in bad faith, as I am saying he is now, might he still have a legal cause? So let's say, for example, there are far more spam bots than Twitter is actually acknowledging or reporting. Let's say the figure is 10% or 20%. Let's say it's 50% rather than 5%. Would this give Musk grounds to back out or renegotiate? No. According to virtually every legal expert that's poured over this deal, the answer is no. This is how Matt Levine from Bloomberg put it. He says, There's a popular view that Musk has the option to abandon the deal if he pays a $1 billion breakup fee. That just isn't true. The contract gives Twitter the right to force him to close and to put up the $27.5 billion of equity that he has committed to the deal as long as his debt financing is available. That contract also gives Twitter the right to go to court to force him to try to get that debt financing. There is, so far, Levine continues, no reason to think the debt financing won't be available. His banks are large and solvent and have signed reasonably unconditional commitment letters. And so there's no reason to think he can get out of the deal. So it looks like Musk is on the hook here for the $44 billion. Now, will that stop him actually renegotiating the deal or even backing out? Probably not. He knows by now, and the rest of us know, that he can bully and harass Twitter's board and senior leadership into bending to his will. The company's CEO, Parag Argowal, is particularly weak and spineless, not standing up to Musk when Musk publicly humiliated senior Twitter executives on their own platform. And even in a renegotiated lower price for Twitter, it would still be a huge premium on what the shares are trading at now. So you could see significant pressure from shareholders on the board to do a deal rather than to start a fight with Musk and risk years of a court battle. I mean, don't forget what the figures were here. Musk agreed to buy the company at $54 a share at a company value of $44 billion because of the current tech crash, which is affecting all the tech stocks, admittedly. They're currently at $37 a share at a value of $28 billion. Musk pretty certainly wants to split the difference. As we've all but established here, There's no legal reason that Twitter has to accede to Musk other than its own sheer spinelessness. So that's probably why they will. By the way, you might be wondering where on earth is Jack Dorsey in all of this? Where's the meditating, mindful tech guru who endorsed Elon, calling him the answer to Twitter's problems? He appears to have vanished. Other than a brief polite technical interlude with Elon on the spam bots issue, he has mostly sat out both Elon's trolling of his own former colleagues and his public reconsideration of the deal. So, what's going to actually happen here? Well, Elon Musk legally has to buy Twitter for $44 billion, even though it's worth far less, and he is far less rich than he was when he agreed to buy it he's on the hook here he doesn't really have an option will he buy it will he back out will he renegotiate i think most people think he will i think most people think he'll succeed and then there'll be the usual lingering questions about what he intends to do with that renegotiated deal with that twitter when he buys it free speech for example Well, we know he has said that he wants to let Donald Trump back on the platform. That will annoy a lot of people. It will also uh, hearten a lot of people who disagreed with the move to take Donald Trump uh, off the platform. But Musk is becoming more overtly political now as well. In the last 48 hours, he has openly identified as a Republican, entering the political fray a lot more ostentatiously. He has met the... European Commission's Thierry Breton, who, like a school teacher on TV, lectured him about the European Digital Services Act, to which Musk nodded along and said he agreed. But everything else that Musk has said would seem to fly against what European policymakers are trying to do here in tightening up on platforms' ability to let people tweet whatever they want. And then finally, there's the question of what it means for Twitter in Dublin. Since this whole saga began, there's been a lot of dismay and upset among the 530 workers who work in the Dublin base. I've spoken to a few of them privately. Don't forget, this is the conduit between Twitter, Inc. and the European Commission and other European countries. It is the Dublin base that has to parlay Twitter's policies, which are sometimes unpopular ones and controversial ones, to the European Commission. The vista now of Elon Musk owning that platform, with his views becoming increasingly libertarian and contrary to what European lawmakers are trying to implement, was always going to be a difficult one whatever happens, it's pretty clear that Elon Musk either thinks the rest of the world is full of idiots, or he doesn't really mind himself looking like a brazen liar. And that's your weekly update with me, Adrian Weckler, tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. I'll talk to you the same time next week. Bye-bye.